Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the In Progress Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Burgos, and welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. For those who are new, thank you so much for coming in and listening. For those who aren't, thank you again for tuning in for another episode of the podcast. And now, before we start, just wanted to touch on a few things. Number one, just want to apologize for not uploading a podcast yesterday. Um, I ran into some issues, didn't didn't work, didn't have the time to record one. I'm sorry about that. Um, I I will be re- will be releasing two episodes tomorrow, um, one one in the morning and then one at the usual time at around two ish. So to catch up from where I, I left off. Um, number two, I do actually have a Twitter. Um, and on the Twitter, I'm going to be posting, uh, tw- I'm going to be tweeting about different questions that I, w- I would like some feedback on, just uh, some ideas that I have and what, what people think about them, and maybe a chance for you to reply to the tweet and put your own ideas out there for, for the podcast. So uh, the, the, the Twitter is at capital I in uh, capital P progress. And then capital P P O D S T, in progress podst, and that's no spaces in that at all. Capital I P P. So, and not to don't take that out of context. I I do P P, but you know not not right now. You know I'm not P Ping right now. Okay, dirty little minds. But um just and also number three, just to get a little serious, just want to do. Um, send out an apology for the first episode of the podcast. I mentioned, um, I tell a story of when I was a kid and I mentioned shaking a baby's head. Um, I just wanted to, to say that I wasn't made aware. I I wasn't aware of the, of a, of a disorder that that can happen when people shake babies called shaken baby syndrome. So I apologize. I wasn't, you know, poking fun at shaking babies I, I just was telling a story and I obviously didn't shake a baby's head too hard it was just kind of like a little jokingly head shake but um you know I just just uh, some people brought that to my attention so you know I just wanted to just preface this episode by saying that I apologize and it wasn't you know anything rude or or anything like that but now that all of those announcements are over I just want to jump straight in to this podcast and today I thought we'd, you know, dive into the fact this is a late night podcast, at least when I'm releasing this. Uh, Maybe when you see it, it'll be light out, but I encourage you, if you're listening to this, to wait until night to to listen to this podcast, because this one is going to be a late night ASMR bedtime stories podcast. It won't be as long. It will not be 20 minutes, probably like 10 minutes around that time, 10, 15 minutes, but I thought that it would be, you know, appropriate to do this one because it's a little late right now, so I have some little bedtime stories pulled up here. I'm just going to read a couple, see how this goes, and, you know, who knows, maybe it'll help you fall asleep at night, or maybe you could play this for your children, and maybe it'll help them fall asleep. I don't know. Whatever whatever you want to use this podcast for, just let me know. All right? Here we go. 
we're going to start reading. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Here we go. This one is called Puppy Dreams. It's by Becky Ross Michael. Dad walked into the kitchen, followed by the scent of a cool autumn afternoon. He placed bags of groceries on the counter, which Mom started to unload. Yum, she said. This will be great for dinner. Sister checking the bags, hoping for a special treat. But brother stood still as stone, gazing at his father. Um, Dad? Why is your jacket moving like that? With a smile, Dad unzipped his coat and flashed his son. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Dad nestled in his pocket of his shirt lay a little black creature, the Demogorgon. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm done. Speechless at first, everyone stared. You didn't, Mom finally said. A puppy? Guest brother? Dad lifted the wiggly mass of fur from his pocket and set it on the dark kitchen rug. Oh, yelled sister in delight. At the sound of her loud voice, the tiny animal froze. I think you've scared him, said Mom, reaching to pick up the small dog. As she did, a patch of wet rug was revealed from underneath him. Oops, Dad said. He had a boo-boo on the floor. Sorry. Looks like we've got some potty training to do. I couldn't resist. Someone was selling puppies from the back of their pickup outside the store. It was either that or off to the shelter. When I walked over, this side, this little guy practically jumped into my arms. I can imagine, said Mom with a grin. What's his name, brother asked. That's for you and your sister to figure out. This afternoon passed in a whirl of fun. Mom set up a feeding and watering area in the kitchen. Dad placed a comfortable new new pet bed in the corner of the living room. They all took turns guiding the puppy outside to avoid more potty accidents. Chester might be a good name, suggested Mom while they watched the puppy nap. When I was a kid, we had a dog named Romer, said Dad. Maybe that could be his name. Not sure, said Sister. The puppy yipped. I'll take him outside this time, while well, I'm thinking of a good name. Time passes. Time for bed, Mom later announced. The sky had turned dark, and the children were yawning. What about the puppy, brother asked. Can he sleep with me? No, me, pleaded sister. I didn't get him a crate for sleeping yet, Dad said, but I don't think this guy should be on the loose during the night. Too many chances for accidents. That's for sure, agreed Mom. There's a big empty box in the garage. It would be open on on the top for air, but he wouldn't be free to wander around the house. The living room is the warmest, so we can set it up right here. Disappointed, the children agreed and wandered off to get ready for bed. Mom and Dad awoke in the morning. Surprised they had slept all night, though, without interruption. Creeping down the stairs, followed by brother, they discovered how that had happened. Sister lay on the living room carpet with her head on the pet bed, 
next to the puppy, both stirred when the others came into the room. I heard him crying, explained Sister with a sleepy smile, so I took, took him from the box to snuggle. And I just had a dream about his name, she added. You dreamt a name for him, asked Brother. Well, I was dreaming about yesterday in my dream. I heard Dad saying the puppy had a boo-boo on the floor. Don't you see? That's his name, she declared, looking back and forth at their faces. He's Boo-Boo. The dog let out a happy yip, and Boo-Boo he was from that day forward. Wow. Wasn't that a great story, everybody? I, I really enjoyed reading that, I have to say. Wow, that was a great one. We're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna venture on. So this next one is a pretty is, it seems like a pretty good pretty good story. It's about a pet again. But you know what? Let's just this this is probably probably gonna do one more after this one, and then that then that'll be it. But I hope that the people who've stayed have enjoyed it. Um, but all right, here we go into the next one. All right. of shiny needles fell from the sky. The clouds hung down like dirty curtains, so low that they almost touched the silk, empty street. Scowlypus sat on the window ledge, scowling, because he could see that the puddles stretched from the, his outside door all the way to the houses on the other side of the road. <coughs> Excuse me. Scowlypus hated getting wet and it meant that he would be indoors all day again today. And I'm looking at some pictures here, and Scowly's looking, perched up on the windowsill, looking out the window with a scowl. What good is it being indoors, thought Scowly Puss. You can't do anything inside. There's nothing fun about being in your house. I played with all my games and read all my books. I've chased Alfred the mouse so many times that I know exactly where he's going to run every time. And then the next picture is Scowly Puss playing with some toy car. And it's still raining. Scowly's mama saw Scowly Puss on the windowsill. Come away from the window, she said, and stop looking like that. You can help me bake a cake if you want. Isn't this a cat? What? Okay. It's your baby brother's birthday, and even though we can't leave for the rain, we'll, we will have we will have a video call with your grandma and eat some cake together. I'm a little oh oh okay. Scowly Puss is a humanoid animal. His mom is a cat. And yo, why'd they make this cat look so fine though? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but making a cake was boring. Scowly Puss had wanted to explore the shops today. It was raining, and it wasn't fair. But why did it always rain when he wanted to go out exploring? His face was so sad and so bored that his mama came and gave him a double hug. But all Scowly Puss could see was the gray, gray rain and the wet, wet windows, and he felt like he would melt in the puddle. He had no friends. It was so, so dull at home. Nothing ever happened. 
he would melt in a great big puddle of boredom. Dang, Scowly Puss is very relatable. Scowly's mama stopped hugging him and went into the kitchen. She began making the cake. Soon the smells of oats and honey warmed the indoor space, but Scowly Puss didn't want to smell the warm smells of oats and honey. He felt too miserable. And when you feel miserable, sometimes all you want to do is sad things, like lying in your bed staring at the ceiling doing nothing. <laughs> Scowly Puss is Gen Z. <laughs> Sorry, having this thought, Skelly Puss decided that he would just go and do that. He went to his bedroom and sprawled out on the bed. Then he decided that he felt so blue that it would be better if he would squish himself into the smallest space possible. As small as he could possibly be. So he jumped off the bed and squeezed himself under the bed slats beneath the mattress and squeezed between a suitcase that Mama stored there and some books. Okay. And the picture is Scully Puss underneath the bed. Scully Puss lay there for a while. When he opened his eyes again, he saw a tiny energetic ant looking up at him. Three legs perched on the book brim, three elbows perched against them. There you are, said the ant. It's not often I see giants down here, said the ant. It's not often I get to talk to them. Scully Puss did not want to talk to anyone. But the ant was so smiley and so friendly that he couldn't be rude. What's your name? he said begrudgingly. And where do you live? Why, I live here, said the ant. My name is Antony. Of course. Nearly everyone, nearly every ant is called Antony, unless they're called Antoinette. <laughs> That's really a quite silly question to ask an ant. And you are? Now, when Scully Puss was sad, his mother called him Scully Puss, but that wasn't his real name. Whoa, what? Stanley? He said, and just saying that made him feel a teensy tiny bit better. Bro, his name is Stanley. Stanley, said Antony determinedly. Now, Stanley, I hope you don't mind me saying, but as an ant, I can't tolerate laziness. Why are you lying underneath the bed doing nothing? Don't you know there's work to do? work. What kind of work? said Stanley. He couldn't imagine what work an ant might be doing under his bed. Building work, said Antony. Chop chop. My queen, Antoinette. Naturally, Queen Antoinette is about to have babies, and we must have some houses for her. Look here, you're bigger than I am. It occurs to me that you could help us make the city faster than one tiny ant. Will you help us? How would I make a city? asked Scowly Puss, who was rapidly becoming slightly more positive Stanley. What are ant cities made of? Oh, you know, matchbooks, bottle top bottle top lids, stapler boxes, tide pods, no do you have any of these sorts of things lying around? Stanley thought hard. I think I have a set of those tiny playing cards you get in Christmas crackers. Would they work? I'm sure your brain is much, much bigger than mine, Stanley. Have a think about it, said Antony. I have to get back to my queen, but if you would be so kind as to create a city for us, and of course a nursery for the babies, that would be awfully kind and generous of you. Oh my gosh, I thought this was almost done. 
and that, Anthony scurried away. I don't know if I was talking too loud, by the way. Whatever. Stanley got out from under the bed and sat at his desk, looking at the playing cards. He tried to glue and sticky tape together. Blue tack and balancing. Finally, he found a combination that worked. And then he got to work. With careful hands, he positioned the cards into little houses, using scissors to cut tiny doors and windows. When he was finished with the houses, he went on to make furniture. He even made tiny paper beds and tables, bookcases, and even tinier books. He was so engrossed in this task, he didn't notice when Mama called him for the cake and called with Grandma. He was still putting the finishing touches on a tiny rocking chair that Queen Antoinette could use to cuddle her babies on. <gasps> oh, excuse me. Scully Puss, explained his mama. His name is Stanley! Mama? Sorry. You don't seem so scowly anymore. What have you made? And Stanley showed her the tiny village filled with tiny houses and even tinier furniture and all the modern comforts that Queen Antoinette might want for her new tiny home. That's really something, said his mama. I'm really proud of you. Now, would you like to come and have some cake and speak with Grandma? And after that, I think the rain will have stopped and we can go on a walk in our gumboots. What the heck is a gumboot? Stanley was so happy that he bounded up the stairs three at a time. They ate their cake and spoke to Grandma. Then they went for a walk in their gumboots. The street was silvery with wet, and the puddles glistened like dragonfly wings. There was nobody around. Stanley and his mama laughed and told stories beneath an inky dark gray sky, and the best thing of all was that when he got home, his village was waiting for him, and he still had so many things to build. The end. If you like this book, you can buy it in paper form at Amazon. Just click here. Oh, I'm doing that. <laughs> Alright, that is the end of the second book. Stanley is probably the most relatable character I've ever seen in a children's book. He represents everybody now that the pandemic started. When you're sad, sometimes you just want to sit at your bed and stare at the ceiling and do nothing. Facts, Stanley. Facts. But I I think that that's good. That, that story ended up being really long. I thought it was only going to be like two minutes, but that ended up being way too long. But I hope that everybody enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I hope that you sat down, got a cup of coffee, some cocoa, and, you know, just sat down and listened to some stories. I hope this turned out okay. I hope that it's not way too loud, but, you know, either way. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, you can leave a review. Follow the Twitter at In Progress Pods, capital I P P. Don't I don't say it. Um, uh, follow that to get notifications when new episodes come out and to interact with the podcast and for new ideas and everything. Um, and if you want, leave a voice message because you could be featured at the end of an episode, which we might have one at the end of this one. And thank you so much, and have a great night, or whenever you watch this morning, but this has been for night. So have a great night, everybody, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much. Uh, I hate this podcast. It's pretty bad. I mean, kind of sucks. So, yeah. Bye.